Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Welcome to the 127th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, for the episode Fugitive. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. What's happening, Mike? We're back for uh, part three of part yeah. four. I'm looking forward to talking about this. Some pretty good stuff in here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know what? And I'm noticing that everybody else is, like, burning through this stuff. Like, yeah. have you noticed that? Like, a lot of the other podcasts... Um, and like I'm, this is not a criticism or anything. I just think it's really interesting. Uh, we're trying to take our time and give it to you, you know, like one a week, so that everybody can uh, can digest and and appreciate the individual episodes. Mm-hmm. It seems like everybody else is just like so excited to have season six all at once that that they're just putting out episode after episode after episode. It just it's feels arcs, like... Uh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like we're uh, we're kind of being left behind in the dust. So <laughs> yeah. we appreciate you guys uh, listening to us when we know that there are lots of other podcasts out there uh, that are already, uh, like, uh, you know, two, three arcs ahead of us. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. On, uh, on on the, uh, the season six coverage. So uh, we're getting there, but... The whole plan here is to bring you guys uh, over the summer to the uh, Star Wars Rebels, which which will be premiering in the fall. So right. uh, hopefully what we can do is give you guys something to listen to uh, and a reason to go back and watch the Clone Wars as we, as we get closer to Rebels and all new Star Wars content uh, on Disney XD in the fall, at which point you can jump over to rebelspodcast.com and listen to Matt and I, uh, give the same treatment to rebels that we've given to, to clone wars for the last six years. Oh yeah. uh, yeah, So look forward to that. But until then we got some business to, uh, to, to take care of on the clone wars front. So I, you know, I feel like, uh, you're just talking about the, you know, everybody's a lot of the podcasts are taking arcs and doing whole arcs in one podcast and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm the only one that's taking it <laughs> one episode at a time. Yeah. I feel like I'm just so far behind. I mean, I listen to other podcasts and they're talking about stuff that's, you know, I, I can't even listen to it. I have to fast forward or just not even listen to it until I get through all these. So I feel like I'm, seems like I'm the only one <laughs> that's doing this. One at a time, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm enjoying every week, and just it's kind of you know bringing me back to the old days of mm-hmm. you know, waiting the week and getting a, giving myself just a little tiny preview of the next episode, and then uh, waiting till the weekend to watch uh, watch the new one. So uh, if anybody out there is doing what I'm doing, hey, you're we're taking the long road. But that's okay, mm-hmm. Mike. Like you said, we got we got plenty more to go, and we're gonna make it through and uh, get yeah. you guys to other uh, rebels. So. Um, hey, we want to talk about the Madness Tour, though, or the Madness matchup, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, we're going to give a quick uh, recap. What's the recap? I, What's going on here? So I believe the last time that we uh, that we recorded uh, would have been last Monday. And at the time, it was just R2 and Wedge mm-hmm. uh, going up against each other and Tarkin and Admiral Piet. And the result of that was R2 uh, over Wedge, 73 to 27. 
Right. And uh, Tarkin over Piet, also 73 to 27. Um, so then after that was, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to go in the actual order that the, that the matchups won. I'm just going to kind of go down the rest of the list. But uh, Princess Leia won uh, over Admiral Akbar, 66 to 34. That's that no was not my personal choice in the bracket. Uh, in my prediction, I had Admiral Akbar. I thought the internet really, would, yeah. I thought I thought the it's a trap would yeah. uh, would would lend some credence to that, but uh, but it did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Yoda won over Qui Gon, 71 to 29. Uh, Chewbacca over Lando, eighty-four to sixteen. As a landslide, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Padme over Bail Organa, eighty-two to eighteen. So that's wow. That's, uh, that's pretty I big. Figured that'd be close. Um, now here's one of the upsets. Uh, Ventress lost to General Grievous, mm. thirty-five to sixty-five. Which I, uh, it's uh, it's disappointing because we want to see the love for our Clone Wars characters, right? Mm-hmm. But I. Uh, it, what I'm finding is that it's the movie characters that that right. get the W. So uh, that it's it's pretty much the way it goes, um, which means that, that that doesn't that doesn't look good for uh, for Hondo, especially considering he's matched up against Han. Uh, oh yeah, I think no. that's that's in like oh, that might be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, as of this recording, uh, Boba Fett obviously won against Greedo, ninety-four to six percent. Uh, Darth Vader beat out Darth Maul, seventy-six to twenty-four. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's a pretty substantial win for uh, the Dark Lord of the Sith over mm-hmm. the not as Dark Lord of the Sith. <laughs> uh, and Jabba the Hutt beat Salacious Crumb, seventy-nine to twenty-one. I think that's a pretty impressive for Salacious. Uh, to actually get twenty-one, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Fa- <laughs> I mean the fact that he's even in the bracket, right? Yeah, I know. Um, How do you make it in the bracket? Jeez, yeah. Come on. So today. Uh, as we're recording this, Monday the 24th, we've got Obi-Wan versus Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and it is uh, 66 to 34 in favor of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, and he, this is the most important part, and I've been tweeting and, and posting about it all day. Uh, Cad Bane versus Jango Fett. And the, the, uh, it's unfortunate because Cad Bane's at 28. Uh, Django Fett at seventy-two. So you know the the rule of thirty-two, uh, which is the beginning of the of the tournament, is always the the rough one mm-hmm. for a lot of characters. I uh, the 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 numbers tend to be very very heavy in someone else's favor. Um, right. well, what we'll see in the next round of matchups. I mean, like R two D two versus Princess Leia. Uh, what looks like it's going to be Yoda versus Obi Wan. I mean, we'll end up with Chewbacca versus Han Solo. Wow, those are gonna yeah. be those are gonna be hotly contested. I think it's gonna get it's gonna get way way tougher mm-hmm. uh, over these uh, over, over the uh, next week. I think um, when we've got that uh, the uh, the sixteen strikes back um, as we mm-hmm. go into that. But uh, as as of, as always, we will keep you guys updated on the uh this is madness star wars character tournament um you know i mean you can stay more updated by going to this is madness.starwars.com than by listening to us but if you're a busy person and you uh you can't get on there to uh to do your voting we will keep you guys up to date and abreast of the situation uh, that's how <laughs> yeah. it is yeah. as of right now this is the closest to sports fandom that you'll ever hear from me on a podcast, <laughs> um, I might occasionally talk about how the Vancouver Canucks are m- way worse at playing hockey than the sum of their parts. But uh, <laughs> they should be a great team on paper. They're just they they can't keep it together. But I uh, th- I don't bother watching because I know they're just going to lose. Um, oh man, they just Rough. choke. Um, but uh, that's like I said. That's that we're way off, way off topic now. Talking about well, hockey, yeah. Clone Wars podcast. <laughs> we just lost three listeners. Oh no! What are we doing? <laughs> to, hey, well, this is you know talking about Cad Bane and, and Django. I was a little surprised at that because I love yeah. Cad Bane, and you're right though, Mike. It's you can see right there that it's you're not seeing yeah. the love for the Clone Wars characters. And I thought the Luke and Obi Wan matchup was going to be closer than that. Yeah, uh, you know it's Obi Wan's kind of running away with that, but definitely the Cad Bane and Django kind of surprised me. Cad Bane's such a great character; everybody 
seemed to like him coming out of the Clone Wars. Yeah. But like you said, it's just the it's these characters that are uh, from the movies that are kind of dominating. Here's another one too that's coming up that it's going to be interesting, especially since he's so heavily involved. We're talking about the uh, Captain Rex versus Fives, which Fives is heavily involved in this oh, yeah. season uh, six arc thing. So I'm kind of we'll see what happens with that. That could be close matchup too, Rex and Fives, especially now. So. Yeah, that, I mean, it, that's a difficult one because you're looking at it. Uh, same with, with Talzin versus Prey Vizsla. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, these are our characters that only fans of the Clone Wars are going to know, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I think what we're going to see there are some uh, much more interesting matchups. Although, I mean, Prey Vizsla's got it hands down over Mother Talzin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to call that one right now. We don't even need to vote. <laughs> Yeah. Um, everybody knows how that one's going to go, but but Rex versus Fives is really rough, um, and and Rex maybe getting a little bit of the sympathy vote mm-hmm. coming out of uh, coming out of the the lost missions, because uh, because yeah, as we're about to talk about, Buddy's got it rough. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about <laughs> you Fives, know? right? He yeah. gets to the height of of clone trooper fame as uh, as an arc trooper, uh, only to find himself tied up. In what is a very difficult situation, right. so uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna have to uh, wait and see how that plays out. But uh, two other pieces of news that we gotta talk about that we have to touch on. One is that Mark Hamill will be appearing at Star Wars Weekends for the first time ever, mm. Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Uh, what are the dates there? Let me see if I can find that. May, June right? Oh, June. He, he'll be there June 6th to 8th. Okay. So weekend four. Um, and uh, so you will have the opportunity to see Mark Hamill. And uh, as we can assume, will be in tip-top shape uh, leading into <laughs> filming for Star Wars Episode Seven, which is set... Actually, I guess he'll already have, have possibly filmed some uh, if he is, in fact, in the movie. Right. Uh, but of course he's going to be. Everybody, <laughs> it's obvious. Everybody knows that. Well, if you've seen pictures of him recently, he looks really good. He looks better than he's looked in years. Right. Um, right. Sort of like in, in, in fit shape and that sort of thing. Um, right. Ready to get back on screen as opposed to uh, behind the mic as he has been for the last uh, couple decades right. uh, playing characters like the Joker and... Uh, and uh, well, other characters that maybe show up later in in uh, in the Clone Wars, but uh, but you're not there yet, so no, no you yeah. have to keep your ears open. For that. I did I did hear some rumors about yeah. that, but we'll um, but, I, but the big big the big faux news, uh, I'm I'm putting a really big uh, quotation marks around the word news on this. Uh, Star Wars Episode Seven will take place chronologically after star wars episode six i so i have a bit of an opinion on this which i haven't gotten the opportunity to rant really uh with uh with our return uh since uh, since the beginning of season six but right. but here it is um I, i'm getting really tired of lucasfilm and these these faux reveals these uh these completely bogus <laughs> uh, pieces of news, and right. uh, you know, it's not really, it's not really Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm hasn't really said anything yet. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's Bob Iger and J.J. Uh, Abrams who are the ones yanking our chains. Uh, first, we get the obnoxious reveal that R two D two will be in the new Star Wars, and it's like, yeah, of course he's going to be in the new Star Wars. Right. Um, and then they think putting a number. On, on how many years after Return of the Jedi Episode Seven will take place is supposed to uh, supposed to satiate us when we have no <laughs> other information. Nothing. So it's, yeah. it's thirty years after Return of the Jedi, which it's nice to have a solid number. I don't think that that solid number is going to be accurate. I don't think that they're going to be like it's exactly thirty years. Nobody in the film is going to say it's been exactly thirty years since we won that crucial battle against the Empire at Endor, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's I don't think it's really that important. We know it's going to be thirty some odd years because Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford are going to be in it, and it's been guess what, about thirty odd 30 years, years. <laughs> since Return of the Jedi. So I, I, I don't know, like. 
knock it off already and and give us some real news. Give us some real like, news. Yeah, come make on. Make some Please. casting announcements. I uh, don't just tell us that you're going to start filming in May after you told us that you were going to start filming months ago and then you were going to start filming in April and now you're going to start filming in May and next we're going to hear that they're going to start filming in June. <laughs> I, I'm starting to wonder yeah. if this is actually ever going to come together. Um, or at least under J.J. Abrams because it just seems like like it's getting uh, pushed and pushed and pushed. Because mm-hmm. uh, by comparison, uh, well, I guess, you know, you look at Star Wars, March 22nd, 1976 is the first day of principal t- photography for that. Um, and then Empire was March 5th, 1979. Uh, January 11th, 1982. So I guess for those three, they were pretty close. But uh, But then you look at the the prequels and you're talking about june 26 1997 that's two full years mm-hmm. all just about before the release of of episode one and then i uh, i attack of the clones maybe a little bit tighter 2000 to, to 2001 yeah is that right no 2002 to 2002 2002 yeah. so again two years and then and then we've got episode three 2000 june 30th 2003 mm-hmm. to uh to may 2005 so um, for all of the the prequels, there was a two year period mm-hmm. uh, of of shooting and everything. But uh, I don't know. Uh, we're we've been promised that this one's going to be more practical than the previous movies than the mm-hmm. the prequels. Um, uh, so kind of going back to those originals. So I guess I guess if you if you look at it that way, and. Uh, you look at it in comparison to the original trilogy, it's not that tight, but it still seems like they're kind of leaving things to the last minute. Yeah, we haven't heard anything, and, and we've heard more just crappy rumors than I've ever seen in any movie. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like you talk about some of the Marvel stuff that's been coming out lately, and you get, you know, pretty solid stuff that comes out, and they're not really trying to hide that but it seems like just everything about this movie is just such a big deal that it has to be such a secret and i just don't get it it's like yeah is anybody gonna be surprised now that are they are they trying to make a surprise with announcing you know like the big three are coming back or whatever because nobody's gonna be surprised at that um and it's just yeah like you said with the prequels we already knew a ton of stuff at, at this point yeah. And we still don't I mean we still don't know anything and they're still talking about casting on half the rumors I see uh, on the last week Mike has just been like oh they're looking at what well, the latest one Mike is that it's going to be involve three new uh, you know the generation of th- three new people plus yeah. the old three. It's like well yeah I, I, we kind of figured that out already. Yeah, it's uh, not really news. It's not really news if we've all kind of guessed it and then been talking about it ad nauseum. Like if you make an announcement that's one thing. Like let us know, say this is specifically what's happening, right? But this uh this business of making an announcement of a uh, like a vaguely confirming vague rumors is <laughs> not yeah, news, right? right. So um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's frustrating more than anything. We just want to be in the loop, uh, and and for me, it's a matter of having been in the loop in previous films uh, for for the prequels. Um, whether it was Star Wars Insider at the time of Episode One, because there wasn't really like StarWars.com was was uh, a fledgling site at the time, but then with Episode Two, there was plenty to check out week to week uh, and with reveals and that sort of thing. And then with episode three, it was unprecedented. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, if you were a hyperspace member, which uh, a friend yeah. and I, I was in film school at the time, and uh, and another uh, a fellow student and I, we were both big Star Wars fans, so we split the cost of a, of a hyperspace membership <laughs> and uh, and we'd, uh, we shared the login account. And I I checked that out and and we're we're big on checking every day to see you know what's going on with the webcam what's going on with the with the hyperspace pick of the day and all that sort of thing oh, like yeah, there was really cool stuff to see uh, leading up to episode three um, and I don't ever feel like like the movie was given away right there was still plenty oh, no, of surprises no. when we actually got in there so. Um, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, it, it's just, 
I'd like it to get the same the same treatment. So hopefully we're we're close to that. Hopefully it's coming, but we'll see. Yeah, I remember being glued to that hyperspace mic for you know mm-hmm. just w- waiting for that nugget. You know, you're just and ha- most of the time it was just nothing. It was just like it was a just I was just boggling your mind. You know, you just sit there and rip your hair out trying to look, wait for something really cool. Like, oh, did I just see a lightsaber? What, what was that? What was that? Yeah, you know. And most of the time it was just pointed at a wall with nothing going on, but. But Man, then you'd they, they but because me. they were shooting in Australia, you'd wake yeah. up the next morning and you'd see on on uh, the the front page that while you were asleep, you missed you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen yeah. hanging out in the on, on in missed, the yeah. stunt room or something, and you're like, ah, yeah, I yeah. watched for two hours. Yeah, I always <laughs> miss the good stuff. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. We'll see what happens with this one. I don't. Know, it doesn't look like they're doing anything like that, but um, I you know I love what what. Uh, Peter Jackson did with he has these diaries that he did and all that. Yeah. That was, that's kind of cool. And like you said, with episode three, they had all that stuff going on uh, on on StarWars.com. It was really neat to see that. Yeah, but JJ uh, Abrams known for his secrecy. Yeah, that's right? a secrecy so. thing, man. Let's see how let's see how secret they try to keep all this stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Now, now that we've said that, uh, we'll finish recording and uh, and Some tomorrow. <laughs> they'll make some huge announcement. So when I post this on Wednesday, it'll like, be like we're, we'll be sitting here complaining for no good reason <laughs> because they'll have announced, you know, like they'll have had a big press junket or something like that. With uh, yeah. well, and we'll come back and uh, we'll come back next week and yeah, and remedy that. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, cool. I guess we're time to get into the fugitive, huh? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Yoda. My old friend, it is I, Qui-Gon The voice I hear does not come from within, but speaks from beyond. You must complete what I could not. Come to Dagobah. The answers you seek are here. The creation of the clone army kept secret from us. Cypher DST. Protocol 66 must not be discovered by the Jedi. Yes, Lord Tyrannus. I'm afraid I'm trapped. You must face the gravest of journeys to Morgon. Down! Thanks. It wasn't you I wanted to save. This is stretching it even for you, sir. Rax, you're beginning to sound like Obi-Wan. Hello, CT5555. No clone uses that number. I am Fives. Call me Fives. The difference is minimal. Not to me. And not to any clone. All right, Mike, we're on part three of our Fives arc, we'll call it, and uh, this one is entitled Fugitive. After the death of his friend Tup, Fives sits in a Kaminoan Kaminoan observation room and awaits an update on the situation. Shakti and Alasay enter the room, and Shakti tells Fives that the tumor and all the intelligence regarding the matter of Tup's illness are being sent to the Grand Republic Medical Facility on Coruscant at the request of Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. Fives wants to go as well, but Nalase and Shakti deny his request. Shakti places Tup's extracted tumor in a secure case and orders that all samples be prepared for transport to the Jedi Temple. Despite Nalase's protest, Shakti intends to bring the samples to the Jedi for analysis before handing them over to the Chancellor. She tells Fives that the, after passing one last physical exam, he will return to the 501st. As Fives is escorted out of the room by clone security forces, he catches Nalase motioning her medical droid. The droid closes an empty sample case and switches it with the one containing the tumor. So, Mike, we start out here, and I'll say Fives mm-hmm. and Shakti, they're discussing what's going to happen with the tumor. And, and again, Shakti and Nalase, they have this, this um, kind of battle going on uh, mm-hmm. over who is going to be in charge of this stuff and it goes on even later on in the episode and they talk about taking this stuff to the uh, the medical facility that we talked to last week and you know I didn't even notice this the first time I, it took me the second time to, to finally kind of kind of notice the the switch that Nalase does with the uh, with the cases there and uh, you know it I, I, like I said, it took me a second to, to, to catch that. But another thing that came up was, I know last week we had talked about, like, 
you know, what exactly do the Kaminoans know? I mean, how, how deep does this go for them? I mean, are they simply just like a caught in the middle of this thing? They're simply just doing what they're told and they don't know. And, and when I see this and I watch this first part of it, it, it kind of makes me think that they don't, you know, they don't know that what exactly is this tumor thing. You know, they yeah. kind of think it's what... Uh, Dooku tells them that's just you know for the to keep the uh, you know uh, them from going crazy on the, the Jedi going crazy or whatever like we talked about last week. But then later on, there's something that goes on that makes me think. Well, maybe they do know about it. So I'm still kind of in the dark on this thing. I guess I won't really know until this last episode. But uh, this first first couple of scenes here, Mike. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think? What, am, am I? I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but yeah. So I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that the that the Kaminoans, uh, as I've said before, they don't share the same moral code that we would expect, mm-hmm. right? Um, that that you expect from say uh, the Jedi or even just your average uh, uh, human in the Star Wars galaxy that, that kind of thinks of right and wrong in these very philosophical ways. Um, the Kaminoans are scientists and, and uh, they're much more customer service oriented, I guess, mm-hmm. would be the way to say it. So as far as they're concerned, they report to Tyrannus, who is telling them this must be kept a secret at all costs. Right, mm-hmm. so I, I I believe that that's where this is coming from. So it's um, it's not evil in the same way that that Palpatine is keeping this a secret, right. um, or that Tyrannus is keeping it a secret because obviously they know that this leads to genocide. Right, that that's the that's the end goal here is to wipe out the Jedi. Mm-hmm. But for the Kaminoans, it is much more of like a. Um, sort of trying to cover up a, a, a defect that they know, like let's say they were, they were car manufacturers instead of clone manufacturers, they know that that this one component uh, that's supposed to do this thing, it, it can be defective, but the case is so rare that rather than recall all of those cars, because mm-hmm. it's a very popular car and there's lots of them, uh, that they're just going to leave it and uh, and and the probability of something happening is very low, right. um, and uh, and so you know because it's in their best interest not to to have a major catastrophe like that. So <clears throat> that's where they're at. Like this is a business thing where they don't want uh, because they have this other benefactor uh, telling them what to do. Essentially, they they want to keep him happy. Um, so I think that's where I think that's where you're at with the with the Kaminoans. Um and it comes across as evil because it is definitely deceitful. But mm-hmm. but I don't know that it's as malicious as as it is on the the Dooku Palpatine side who are obviously trying to keep a secret because they know what the end game is. I the 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 Kaminoans don't know what the end game is. Right. The, and the reason I I thought that too is because you know at first right in this beginning here Nalase and, and Shakti, they're kind of arguing, but ultimately, Nalase, she she gives in. She goes, okay, you know, if you got to take it, you got to take it. So then I'm thinking, well, if if she was really involved in the deep plot of this, she would do anything mm-hmm. she can to to make sure that that thing does. And then we're going to get to it in a little bit. You know, she does this, you know, she picks up the wrong, she has the droid switch the cases, and then yeah. later on, there's some more treachery, so... Yeah, I can. I don't know. I can really get kind of. You can kind of one at one point. You can go, okay. She's basically doesn't really know the whole story, and then later on, you're like, wait a minute. You know how much do they really know? Because now she's really trying to to keep this thing under wraps. So, I, I think at a certain point, it also becomes a a, a point of pride for her, mm-hmm. and uh, with Shakti kind of digging and listening to fives, mm-hmm. uh, she, she now let's say is much more prone to fighting back in order to make a point, right? Mm-hmm. So I think when, like by the end of the episode, and we'll get there, when she yeah. when she decides to go with them to, like she says, oh, well, I'll be escorting 
you to to Coruscant as well to make sure that everything goes the way it's supposed to. Um, it, at that point, I I think it's personal, and it doesn't have anything to do with ensuring. It has something some to do with ensuring that that the that the client is happy. But I think it's also at this point this this clone is kind of pissed her off to a point where she's gonna fight back. And uh, and and Shock T's not making anything better by, by you know saying like oh well, yeah the the Chancellor will get it after the Jedi examine right. it right so, yeah. um, th- that's the that's the the point where Nala say it's it's so it's not it's not personal in the sense that it is for Dooku and Palpatine where it's personal because they have something uh, invested in this but for Nala say it's personal because. Uh, these these two characters are a thorn in her side, and so she's going to make sure that she can do everything in her power to to show them mm-hmm. that uh, that they're that they're wrong and to and to to keep this covered up. Right. Um, and it sort of it, it becomes a personal matter. Right. So, uh, but here, let's continue. Okay. Uh, Fives is marched down a corridor by clone troopers and a Kaminoan scientist. And passes AZ3, who is being escorted in the opposite direction. Five says a farewell to the helpful little droid. AZ asks if Five is being reprogrammed like AZ will be. Five says that he is headed back to the front lines, but AZ has overheard that Fives is scheduled to be mind wiped and placed on sanitation detail. This stirs, stirs Fives into action, and he bowls over the guards and makes a run for it, with AZ3 in tow. Fives runs back into the observation room where he finds that the tumor has indeed been left behind. This confirms his suspicions that Nalase is up to something. Fives takes the tumor and he and AZ head to the hangar bay. The desperate ARC trooper knocks a clone pilot unconscious and steals a Kaminoan flight pod. Shakti and her clone security team arrive just as the spherical ship blasts off and speeds across the ocean. She orders the ship tracked and fives brought in alive. So now here's a couple things that were interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Nala Say is, is doing some stuff behind Shakti's back. And I don't know what was going to happen if this actually made it through where they were going to have both them, both of their minds wiped. And, uh, you know, that would kind of put everything at least at least tie up a loose end with with fives and this droid and, and get them out of her hair so that was kind of interesting too that looked like it was going to happen without the consent of, of shock t yeah um so and then of course and then you got fives who's just like oh this ain't gonna happen and he takes matters into his own his own hands but yeah that was interesting mike that uh looks like some things are going on behind shock t's back and she doesn't know this yet but uh, is that kind of what you got with from that as well as Oh yeah, tie some loose ends? yeah, yeah, yeah. So she figures that he's going for another physical, and then you know it would have been like, oh yeah, his physical is fine. He he went back to the front line and mm-hmm. right and that sort of thing. Um, and then Shakti never would have thought about it again. I'm sure. No, uh, right. but I uh, but instead, now let's say obviously doing a little bit of deceitfulness here. Yeah, uh, gonna have the the. Uh, five's mind wiped, um, along with AZ three, which would be terrible because AZ three is a, a very, um, a very clever little droid. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's he's got some uh, some good uses that we're going to find out here. Five sets the pod yeah. on autopilot and asks AZ three if he can float. The droid is confused, and Fives reveals that his plan is to have the pursuing clones follow the pod as a diversion, while he returns to the city to investigate the true cause of Tup's death. He tosses AZ out of the uh, ship and jumps out after him, landing in Camino's vast oceans. As Fives prepares to make the long swim, AZ-3 surprises him by transforming into a small speeder bike that Fives can ride across the water back to Topoka City. So, Mike, you got some really really good animation here about the water. I noticed that right when I mm-hmm. the first time I watched it. I thought it was really cool. They really did the, the ocean... Um, Really, I mean, it just looked fantastic. But 
Hey, AZ3 is now a jet ski. I've seen it all, Mac. I've seen it all. He's a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, this was the moment that cemented AZ3 yeah. as, a, as, a, as a favorite for me. Because um, he was pretty good in the previous episode. But then, A, the fact that, that he sort of inadvertently saves fives here uh, a second ago. And then when they're, when they're in the water and he's like, yeah, this is one of my survival modes. And he transforms into a, into a bike. So yeah. um, he's kind of a, a, our, our first canon Star Wars Transformer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, as nifty as R2 is, he never transformed into a speeder bike. Uh, he's got the jets, <laughs> but he's got the yeah. uh, rocket boosters, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I really like that. I really like yeah. the, the, that, that clever cool. design yeah. uh, where he can become a little a little speeder. And then yeah, him and Fives ride off back towards Topoka City. Yeah, good, uh, clever diversion. And, you know, yeah. Fives wants to find out what's going on with this ship. I mean, he's determined to find out what's going on with his brothers. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Uh, Nalase confirms, uh, uh, sorry, confers with Lord Tyrannus via hologram and informs him that a renegade clone has stolen the malfunctioning inhibitor chip. Tyrannus is deeply concerned regarding this abhorrent behavior among the clones. Nalase blames Five's rebelliousness on the Jedi who encourage individuality and creative thinking among their troops. She assures Tyrannus that this free-thinking behavior will not compromise Contingency Protocol 66 in any way. Tyrannus orders her to find Fives immediately and recover the ship. Lord Tyrannus, you summoned me. Prime Minister Lamassu tells me there has been a complication. What has happened to the inhibitor chip? It was stolen by a renegade clone. What does this clone know? Nothing as of yet. He is just a soldier after all. However, he was a friend to the clone which malfunctioned. This behavior is unsettling. First the malfunctioning clone, and now a renegade. Are you certain these soldiers will live up to your design in the end? I am certain. The malfunction to the inhibitor chip is an aberration. And how do you explain the renegade? I'm afraid the Jedi have inspired creative thinking in some of the clones. That is the cause of this type of divergent behavior. Will this interfere with Protocol 66? No, I am certain of that. Find the Renegade clone immediately and make sure you recover the chip. The true nature of the inhibitor chip must not be discovered by the Jedi. Yes, Lord Tyrannus. Tell you what, Mike, I really like this scene, and you know, I've been I've been saying Dooku, but you're right. It's she's not referring to him as is she's referring to him as Tyrannus, and that's an important point mm-hmm. that you brought up. I think you actually brought it up last episode, and I, I kind of I always just I keep calling him Dooku, but it's it's Tyrannus, and that's like I said, that's kind of important because that's according to the Kaminoans, the Kaminoans, that is totally someone totally different, Tyrannus. So. Uh, but hey, check this out. How about this, man? He's starting to question, like, what the heck is going on with these clones? I mean, what's up with yeah. this free, this creative thinking? She calls it, and you know, that's that's them. That's the clones hanging out with the Jedi, and uh, they have this free will. I mean, we've seen, like we've talked about before, we've seen them leave the Order. We've seen them do crazy things, and and now here's Fives going on going on his own mission. And this is a direct result of the interactions they have with the Jedi and some of the teachings of the Jedi. Yeah. And uh, but ultimately, we find out that no matter how much creative thinking they've learned, uh, Order sixty six is going to kind of wipe all that out. So, but interesting that uh, she talks about this creative thinking. I, I really like that scene. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and I, I think one of the coolest things about this arc. Is uh, is not just the way that we see Fives and his how he has been influenced by the Jedi, mm-hmm. um, but also that we see how that influence makes its way into Az Three, <clears throat> who over the course of this episode becomes more and more independent and free thinking as well. Mm-hmm. So you start to see a real character develop in him as a result of his interaction with Fives. 
uh, which I, I think is uh, is a very cool aspect of the story because mm-hmm. it sort of shows that that the Jedi that their influence um, is very far reaching and and that what they do um, as an order when they're doing what what they're supposed to be doing not fighting wars but in fact uh, sort of uh, extending the understanding of 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 peace and harmony and life and that sort of thing. The, the sort of stuff that they had done before the war, mm-hmm. um, that you see that influence on, on all of these characters and you see it, it sort of trickle through, um, all the way down to a droid that's supposed to have a pre-programmed personality and isn't supposed to be quirky or odd or anything like that. But instead, uh, we get AZ three, becoming more and more interesting as this episode goes on mm-hmm. uh which i really like oh yeah definitely and and you know it's like i, I guess at this point tyrannus is gonna have to report back and say i guess the order 66 still isn't like a sure thing it sounds like because they mm-hmm. question you know is is the design you know is this gonna work so for me at this point of being three episodes in it seems like there's still a question on whether uh, 66 is gonna is, is gonna work so um, we'll, we'll get we'll get there though uh, I'm sure at the next episode fives and AZ uh, fly back to Topoka City entering the underside of the structure through a maintenance portal inside AZ helps fives acquire a new set of armor by luring a clone trooper into a storeroom where fives knocks him unconscious suitably disguised fives and AZ head for the genetic records hall where the Kaminoans keep data on the original DNA of every being they have ever cloned. By comparing the tumor with the original donor template, AZ can scan the archives to see if any anomaly like this has ever occurred before. An initial scan reveals that the tumor does not match Django Fett's DNA. Furthermore, it does not even appear to be completely organic. It must be some sort of implant that was placed inside top. So, they finally figured out, Mike. They finally figured out that it is not a tumor. It's an organic thing that was placed inside. And I love the fact that they, they referenced uh, Django Fett, and it's not a, a match to, uh, to Django. This is something that's mm-hmm. happening after uh, the clones are born or whatever you want to call it. So, um, yeah, it's organic. So they finally find it out, Mike. It's something that uh, is not... A, um, a tumor or just they're not going crazy so they finally figure it out yeah uh, here I'll, I'll continue here uh, in the city's command center a clone trooper notifies Shakti that Five's ship has not yet been seen leaving Kamino and she guesses that it may have been a diversion another clone announces that someone in the genetic records hall is accessing information on Django Fett's DNA Nalose assumes that it must be Five's doing it Sorry, that it must be Vibes doing. And Shakti orders that the room be discreetly evacuated. In the records hall, Fives notices that the Kaminoans are beginning to exit and looks for another way out of the room. He and AZ climb through an emergency access hatch in the ceiling, just as Shakti, Nalase, and their security team arrive. AZ welds the hatch the access hatch shut behind them, allowing Fives and the droid to escape through a network of narrow tunnels. There's a there's a really fun moment. Uh, it, sorry, we kind of glossed over it a second ago, mm-hmm. where where he tells him to uh, to just act normal, and uh, yeah. and and AZ three doesn't really know how to act normal, so <laughs> it's uh, it was another yeah. another good moment. But and then uh, they, I don't, I just like how how in the previous episode he was very questioning of of Five's motives, and now he just kind of goes with it. He's like, oh, we need another exit, so mm-hmm. he says, oh, well, there's an exit here. And when they get up there, and and he seals it shut behind them, and and uh, and all that sort of thing, I, it's just very very cool. Uh, it's a cool team up, and, and an unexpected team up. I like yeah, I, mean, I like these yeah. uh, the the unexpected duos. Yeah, and he's I actually trusts them, like you said, pretty pretty quick. You know, he's yeah doing whatever he can to to help fives, and uh, like like his protocol, like fives question uh, last episode. Hey, what is your ultimate goal? And it was, um, I guess, it, what was it to find out the truth or to help save or? Uh, it's pre- preservation of life. Preser- I think was. Right. So, yeah. 
he's he's helping uh, fives do that. Uh, AZ3 theorizes the tumor is some sort of organic chip that was implanted in Tup's head at some point. But he cannot he cannot guess why. Fives feels fairly certain that whatever was in Tup's head is also in his and wants AZ to remove it. The droid cautions that such a procedure is risky. Tup died after his surgery, after all. But Fives trusts AZ and is willing to take the risk. The two fugitives make their way to a sterile facility. So again, Mike, here's AZ and Fives, and Fives trusts AZ to, you know, basically um, perform this operation that could ultimately lead to his death. So, yeah. But he trusts AZ, you know. He says, hey, I think he has another comment, too. Uh, a funny comment in here but just before the surgery but um yeah we talked about you just said that you know they they, they got this nice little team up here and he trusts them to, to do the uh, to work on them so uh go ahead mike uh, in an unoccupied surgical suite az sedates fives and performs the operation when fives awakens from surgery his head is shaven and he has a large bandage covering the surgical incision az was successful he found the organic chip deep with, uh, sorry, within Five's brain. Five's, samples, uh, Five's sample is healthy and intact, while well, the one extracted from Tup appears black and decomposing. The latter had clearly malfunctioned. Five's wants to examine the clone embryos to determine just how early the Keminoans are implanting them with these chips. To get to the clone hatcheries, he and AZ must sneak through a large room where young clone cadets undergo training. Though they try to blend in... Oh, sorry, I must have I must have mixed up the two scenes. Uh, Kaminoan overseers report, overseers report their presence as suspicious. Nalase receives the first alert and attempts to act without drawing Shakti's attention. Well, was it... Was it there? Yes. Identical in structure. However, it appears that the one I found in your friend had malfunctioned, while yours is perfectly intact. Are you sure his breakdown was isolated? There is no way of knowing that. And now that we have removed your chip, we do not know what will happen to you. So, then, I could snap too? Possibly, but when we removed the chip from Tup, he... I am afraid you may die as well. I need to know if more clones than just Tup and I have these. And when we're implanted with them. My analysis suggests implantation took place at the earliest stage of development. Most likely when you and Tup were only embryos. Then we have to start there. So, Mike, uh, in this particular scene right here, at first we there were some questions, you know, like, what stage... Is this chip introduced in the body? We find out that mm-hmm. it's about they did say something like the third stage uh, of the embryonic or third embryonic stage or something like that. But also, you know, why is it put there? They have questions on what is it for. Uh, and then Fives has this feeling that he has one, and then that's where we get him performing the operation. But I think one of the, one of the big things that came out of this particular uh, scene was. Uh, you know, what's going to happen to Fives? I mean, he pulls his chip out now. So now, to me, he is he is immune now to Order 66. He's going to be able to... That's going to happen. Order 66 is going to happen. And if he makes it through this, again, I'm three... This is only my third episode. If he makes mm-hmm. it through here, uh, you know, he's going to be immune to that. And he's... How is that going to fit in with all the other clones? Let's just say he's still on the 501st by, this, by episode three. And he's still doing yeah. whatever. He's still our trooper. He's going to see all his his compadres, man. They're going to turn on the Jedi, and he's going to be going, what the heck's going on? So, again, do you know more? I mean, is, are we going to have answers to that for those of yes. us who – Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because that's the big thing was like, you know, what's going to happen to Fives now? I mean, he's, he's immune yeah. to Order 66, you know? Yeah. Woo! Big stuff right there. Okay, we're going to get the answer to that. For those of you that are with me that are just taking it one at a time, which probably not too many, but <laughs> we're going to get well, – I guess we're going to get an answer. That's, that's Well, I know, that, I know that I'm sure we have some listeners uh, overseas who have not had the opportunity to watch these episodes yet oh, that yeah, might be sure. listening to us talk about them. 
before they actually see them. So, um, because that is some like they still really not a lot of news about when it's going to be coming overseas. So, so so I'm sure that there are probably at least a couple of people listening along that are in the same boat as you, Matt. That don't know where this is going. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why I took this approach, but I said, "What the heck?" You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy. (laughs) I got so many questions, but. So some good stuff right there. Uh, I'll, we'll, I'll do the next one here. Fives and AZ arrive at the clone hatcheries where embryos grow in pods housed in large columns. Some quick analysis by AZ reveals that all the clone embryos past stage three of development have the chips implanted in their brains. Nala say enters the room and Fives holds her at gunpoint demanding answers. Nala say explains that the implants are structural inhibitor chips that are supposed to make the clones less aggressive than their host, Django Fett. They are implanted at the order of Jedi Master sifo who commissioned the clone army. Fives is shocked to discover this was uh, done on the Jedi's orders. Uh, you want to finish up, Mike, and we'll talk about this whole thing? Yeah, scene? sure. Yeah. Uh, Shakti arrives, having followed Nala Say with a clone security detail. She orders Fives to drop his weapon. Fives insists that he has evidence of a conspiracy, that Tup's aberration was the result of a function, malfunctioning inhibitor chip. He demands that the chips be removed from the entire clone army. Nalase argues that there is no proof of his claims and that the removal of the chips would be dangerous. Fives counters that he has had his chip removed without having a breakdown like Tup did. Nalase is appalled. With his in- inhibitor chip removed, she insists that Fives is now a risk that must be contained. Uh, despite Nalase's objections, Shakti decides that Fives must go to Coruscant and explain his story to the Supreme Chancellor. As clone troopers strap him down to a gurney, Fives thanks Shakti for believing in him and bids farewell to AZ-3. Drop your weapon. Master Jedi, I know what's going on. I have the evidence. The Jedi instructed that inhibitor chips be implanted in us at birth, but Tup's malfunctioned. That's what made him lose control. Where is the evidence? I have it right here. As you can see, the chip taken from clone trooper Tup is black and rotting, indicating a malfunction of some sort. What caused the malfunction? It doesn't matter. The fact is, Tup's chip malfunctioned, and it drove him insane. These chips have to be removed. Otherwise, the entire Republic army could be compromised. There is no proof of that. This is an isolated incident. Besides, when you removed Trooper Tut's chip, he died. Well, that's not gonna happen to the rest of us. And how do you know that? Because I removed mine. Here is Clone Trooper 5's chip. As you can see, there is no sign of malfunction in either him or the chip. By removing your chip, you are a threat. Master Jedi, we must terminate this trooper immediately. I am not a piece of hardware. I'm a living being. You were created in our laboratories. You are Kaminoan property. Correction. Technically, he is property of the Republic. That does not change the fact that he is a danger and must be terminated. I believe that's for me to decide. Fives, you are coming with me to Coruscant. I think it's time you told your story to the Chancellor. Master Jedi, I beg you to reconsider. The Chancellor wanted all the data on top to be sent to Coruscant. We're sending the data, the tumor, and Fives along with it. Then I am going with you. As you wish, Doctor. All right, Mike, this uh, finishes off with a nice little scene with uh, Tup and, uh, or uh, Fives and AZ3. But. Uh, you know, this was this was actually the the scene of the episode for me. Um, a lot of stuff going on here, and really put a nice little you know cliffhanger type thing to, to get us into that last episode. Nalase tells Fives that the chip is to prevent the clones from being aggressive, like the source who is Jango Fett. So that's interesting. That first of all, I would think you know why why wouldn't you want clones? <clears throat> Mm-hmm. That are going to be fighting in as an army for you. Why wouldn't you want them aggressive? So that makes again that makes me think that that Nala say again is still either hiding something or she truly does not know exactly what's going on. She just thinks it's. Uh, we, of course, they know how aggressive Django is, 
but they're going to try to keep the clones from being not as aggressive, which is kind of kind of a weird thing. But I don't know. I would think if I'm building an army, I want some aggressive clones. I want clones that are going to get the job done. So, but uh, this is a cool scene, Mike. What do you think about this end scene? About you know, Shakti comes in, kind of saves the day, and and sticks up for for fives. Mm-hmm. But fives is definitely. He, you know, he doesn't. He, he can't figure out what's going on either. You know, he's he's got this thing out of his head, and I already talked about what's you know the question. I the big question I had come out is, is what's going to happen to Fives now that his chips out. But also, you know, they're they're talking about taking this thing to Shock T. Thinks oh everything's going to be cool because we're going to go take it to Palpatine, and we'll get to the bottom of this mystery and everything will be fine. And little does she know, you know, that's like the, the one person you don't want it to go. Uh, is to him so a lot of questions like coming out of this last thing and i can't wait to see how they they kind of tile this together with with the last episode so what do you think this final scene here though yeah i i mean it, it kind of all comes to a head here and and man the jedi are very close yeah so i know isn't it yeah truth. yeah they're right there uh, they're gonna have it man this changes the whole galaxy yeah they, it's 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 very close at this point um, but even even now, uh, Nala Se doesn't have the whole story. Uh, mm-hmm. Fives doesn't have the whole story, and Shakti certainly doesn't have the whole story. So um, it's it's a it's an interesting turn of events, mm-hmm. and I, I can't say too much more because right, because right. because the next episode is where it all really kind of comes together. Okay, uh, and uh, and it's a, it's a great great episode yeah um, okay it just kind of wraps up what is an awesome start to uh to this final season um starts with a very strong arc ends with a very strong arc mm-hmm. um and uh and and the end of this arc is very very strong in particular so well let's um, yeah let's uh you want to talk about uh, the next arc is or ne- the next episode the final episode in this arc mike is called yeah. orders and uh let's take a quick listen Master Shakti, it is good to see you again. I trust you've kept this matter extremely confidential. Of course, Chancellor. Ah, good. So this is the clone who has caused so much alarm? No, no you drugged me. She... There, Sir. Guards. Let him down, please. Now, Trooper, what brings you before me? The chips, Chancellor. Chips? These were removed from both clone troopers. Clone Trooper Fives claims they are the cause of the problem. Those are inhibitor chips, which are placed in clones to make them less aggressive and more compliant to orders. I tried to explain to this clone that they are placed in them for his own good, but he removed his chip nonetheless. Our own good? This thing they put in us malfunctioned in clone trooper tub. I removed his and analyzed it. There were signs of rapid decay. And we're positive this has nothing to do with the virus? No, we still do not know for sure what caused trooper tub to kill. And the description of this mic says fives continues to push for answers regarding the mystery of the clone contamination and secures an audience with supreme chancellor palpatine as you just heard there but the situation quickly collapses when fives is accused of attacking the chancellor and he must flee deep into the coruscant cityscape while pursued by his fellow clone troopers well a little bit of a spoiler there so uh probably sounds like in this interaction right here but i love the fact that palpatine the first thing mike is is he says hey um you kept this all confidential, right? And he, yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously he's that's his main concern is God. He cannot let this this secret get out. I mean, if the Jedi know yeah. anything else besides Shock T, who's kind of clueless right now. But yeah, his first thing is, hey, uh, this is all on the down low, right? And she's like, oh yeah, sure it is. So uh, wow, just from that and just listening to that and reading this, I mean, this thing is going to really come to an exciting conclusion. I can't wait for next week. Uh, anything yeah. else, Mike, on this one before uh, we wrap it up? No, I mean, I, okay. again, I don't, I can't really get into the next episode without without spoiling too much. Right, right. Uh, I, I, certainly not any more than uh, 
then that description is already done. So yeah, right. um, so yeah, it's a good one. It, okay. It's gonna it's gonna close it out really good. But let's uh, let's finish off our episode with uh, with a quick email. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, from uh, from Ben Kritzman, uh, who is uh, a, a big fan of the Clone Wars, uh, and he says, "Hi, Mike and Matt. Like you too. I've been a big fan of Clone Wars and an even bigger fan of Star Wars itself for a long time." So when the announcement came out that we'd get more Clone Wars, albeit half a season, I was absolutely ecstatic. Ever since Attack of the Clones came out, I've been a huge fan of the clones. I've loved the way they've been depicted throughout the show. Their uniqueness principally, and I've loved how certain clone characters have grown, and Fives is no exception. Coming from his debut in Rookies, Fives had one hell of a character arc through the Clone Wars runtime. Uh, the the Order 66 arc is without a doubt one of my all-time favorites for a lot of reasons, but I'll leave the last episode out for the sake <laughs> of Matt and everyone else who hasn't seen it yet. Appreciate that. Uh, and he says, uh, cheers. So that's from Ben, um, uh, who also, he's also a listener over at, uh, over at Quiver, the Green Arrow podcast, well, one of my other podcasts. So um, he's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's interesting because we sort of, we sort of uh, start off the series, uh, what the the fifth episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fifth episode, rookies. rookies yeah. uh, where we first meet fives, and then here we are in season six, and um, and uh, as far as we know, the rest of his his original, uh, I I don't know uh, squad, I guess, uh, is all gone. He's the he's the last one. And uh, and he uncovers this. I mean, think how different it would be if uh, if Echo was still around, or yeah. or, uh, or any of the others from uh, from their original their original. I I don't know if they called them pods, but that's what they're called in the uh, in the Republic Commando games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's interesting to see this character's evolution. That's one of my favorite parts of the Clone Wars is that we really stuck with some characters and it wasn't just one or two, right? Uh, obviously we saw Ahsoka develop over, over the five years that she was on the series. Um, and, and now fives over the six seasons that he's been on. Um, and, uh, along with other characters. And it's been really cool to see that evolution take place. Uh, and it's a, it's a, it all kind of builds to the end of, of this arc. So, yeah. And appreciate the, the email and yeah. appreciate that you saved it save some of the spoilers yeah, for me yeah. too <laughs> yes well yeah we could talk about it. we'll talk about it next week uh, we'll finish up this arc and talk about everything and if you have any emails you want to 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 send in and any thoughts on this particular arc send them in man we'd love to hear what you guys yeah, have for to sure say. yeah definitely yeah just shoot emails to mail at clone wars podcast.com you can also send us messages on Facebook through the Facebook page. Right. So uh, those are the two ways that you can get in contact and let us know what you thought about these episodes. Um, as we come to the close of this arc, it'll probably be easier for a lot of people to write in and let us know what they thought because mm-hmm. they can talk about the whole arc. Right. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll hear from you guys on our next episode. Yeah. And uh, here we have to say. But that just about does it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for sticking with us as we go through mm-hmm. week by week. Uh, we will have uh, the the finale to this arc next week, and then we're going to take a little break. We're going to do an episode of Rebels, uh, talk about some stuff over there. So be sure that you are subscribed to the Rebels podcast uh, on iTunes or whatever your podcast feed catcher of choice is, mm-hmm. um, so that you don't miss that as we talk about the rest of the uh the the crew of the ghost um as they were revealed after we recorded our first episode right um but uh until then you can uh check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com follow us on twitter at clone wars and head over to facebook facebook.com slash clone wars podcast and uh, and like us on Facebook over there. And like we said, you can send us your emails. Uh, let us know what you thought of season six. Uh, mail at clonewarspodcast.com. We always love to hear from you guys. Read them on the podcast uh, and have the conversation. So yeah, uh, that's it for us this week. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week with the finale to the Order sixty six fives arc. 
uh, orders. So see you next week. See you guys next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always. <laughs>